Good day, everyone. I'm your host, James Hicks from Hicks New Media. Welcome to Perspectives and Focus, where, you know, we highlight the people, the industries and ideas and the technology that are making positive strides within society. Today, my guest is Mr. Steve Worthy, a fan, a friend of the show, of the channel, of the environment. And look, Steve has been around. I'm glad to have him back. This man is a seasoned business leader with over two decades of executive retail leadership experience. He is a podcasting veteran. He's been doing podcasting since before it was cool. Listen, back in 2007 with his By Husbands for Husbands, a podcast and business focused on helping entrepreneurial husbands succeed professionally and per and personally by balancing work and family. He's the founder of Worthy Retail U, where he assists retail leaders in growing and honing their skills to maximize their career and their journey. And also as the CEO and primary coach at Podcasters Live, Steve strives to help content creators increase their discoverability, grow their community and influence, and monetize their brand through the use of podcasting. That's a mouthful. This man is doing all the work. But what we're going to talk about tonight is his journey. We're going to talk about what he's learned up until this point, up until 2022, uh, what skills, what processes, what maybe shifts and paradigm dynamics he's going to take into the coming year, and making sure that he stays locked in and focused on the goal. If you got a question, y'all know how to do it, but let's bring on Steve Worthy. Doctor Worthy, let me call him Doctor Worthy. I'm back here dancing, man. I was like, that's a that's a that's a that's a new song, and, you, and it wasn't one of the songs that you stole from me because you See, always there, steal there a lot. You, 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 we gonna start like that. We we've been start, live for two minutes. And, I'm gonna and start you, right there. Oh my god! <laughs> folks, I can see it's gonna be that kind of show. I'm gonna throw my notes away because we gonna we just gonna cut it up because family yeah, is in the building already. <laughs> Steve, how you doing, sir? Tonight, man. I'm doing extremely, extremely well. Well, man, I'm so blessed, man. Um, like words can't can't describe kind of where I'm at right now okay. and um and where I'm going. So um, I'm excited to talk about the journey and hopefully not just for my journey, for my journey's sake, but to hopefully enlighten other people and help yeah. them where they currently are, so that they can kind of move forward as well. I love that, man. I love that. So let, let's dive into that. But in in a second, a lot of my community are similar to your community, right? Entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. content creators, solopreneurs and things of that nature that are doing different things with new technology. But again, I've got a lot of folks who are part of my community who may not know who you are. So kind of at yeah. that 35,000 foot level, if you don't mind giving your origin story and who is Steve Worthy. Yeah, thank you, man. I am... I'm one of those rare, um, now I won't say rare, but I think there's a lot of people, a lot of us out there that I've actually truly found my trifecta um, in life. And and that is leadership, podcasting, and live streaming. Uh, leadership, first and foremost, is the foundation for everything I do, everything I do, whether it was from when I started in um, in the military all the way through my 26 plus years as a retail leader. Um, and then that kind of uh, paired its way into podcasting, where I've actually been able to um, fall in love with this medium, um, utilize podcasts, podcasting to help 
leaders and also podcasters kind of expand kind of their mind, understanding a little bit more who about who they are so that they can move forward in their journey. Um, and then with Podcasters Live, we've really focused in on that convergence point between the podcaster and a live streamer, helping live streamers understand the value of podcasting and podcasting podcasters understanding the value of live streaming. And so um, been able to do both. A lot of times people will say niche down and, and try to just focus in on one thing, but tell you, man, God's got, he has a burning um, desire in my heart for both. And that's what we've been trying to do is do both. I love that. I mean, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's an interesting combination of products and services and offerings that you have, right? Because again, yeah, you, you came from, from one side, one industry, retail leadership, which seems to be which could be a, a whole entity in and of itself, right? Mm. You, you, you could have content for days. You can have coaching. You can have curriculum. You can, you can have, you can do a whole lot of things specifically around that, but yeah. weaving in again, that two, that multiple decades of experience that you have on that side into what's hot today being podcasting content creations and weaving in that discussion and marrying those two. I really don't know if anyone else is really trying or doing that with these two distinct industries. So tell us about your start with podcasting. Yeah. Cause I want to bring it to, to, to this point. I, I know yes. we talked about the, the podcast you had back in 2007, but tell us how you got, how you felt that this was it. This is where I was going to be as opposed to maybe something like blogging or something. Cause a lot of us, even I, I started back with WordPress and, and writing mm -hmm. the textual piece. But when did you feel that the audio piece and, and emoting from that perspective was really where you uh, wanted to be? You know, I um, it started actually. Um, I used to read the annou announcements in high school. Um, always had a pretty decent voice, and so I loved that medium from there. But the podcasting piece actually started in two thousand and seven, where, like you said, um, buddy of mine, we started a, a business initially, and then we turned it actually into a podcast. We didn't know anything about podcasting until someone told us about the medium of it we were doing we were doing what what share calls we talked about podcasting as a um it's it, it is a produced conversation we were producing conversations with each other and also with other um guests on our show husbands who were trying to understand how to balance be, being a husband and a and a entrepreneur mm -hmm. and we were just doing those conversations on blog talk radio and then we finally learned about podcasting and then we started stripping out the audio, you know, doing RSS feeds and all that other stuff. But we fell in love with the concept of creating a dialogue that someone can have around a very specific idea that will help people move forward. And so that's where my love for podcasting came from because it fits exactly into my concept of leadership where okay. the fundamentally leadership is about influence. And so my goal with leadership is to take somebody from where they currently are to where they need to be. So mm -hmm. both of those things just mesh perfectly in my world. I love that, man. And, and Cher Jones is in the, in the comments right there. She's saying magic always happens when you get, when you two get together. Uh, true. I don't know if, if that's true or not. It's still early. Cher, so, so we'll find out. Uh, but, you know, Worthy has already started acting a fool, pushing a lot of buttons over there. So we, we'll, we'll see how this we'll see how this works out. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I, I, OK. I'm, I still want to pick your brain on that. How yeah. so yeah. early you were able to, to dive into that? Because with a lot of this new technology, like with, with the live streaming, with blogging, with podcasting, I mean, how did even though you did the announcements early and, yeah, you got the yeah. dope voice. Right. I mean, just. It's a gamble of knowing what's going to resonate 
right? If you spend that amount of time into doing something and building that craft, how did you know or feel that it would resonate with the community you were looking to build that early on? Or did you even know it would? Or were you mainly doing it just to do it, right? Were you mainly doing it to tell a story and you had a platform, you had a medium to, to share your information? Or were you already at that particular point in 2007 saying, let's monetize this, let's distribute this, let's syndicate this, right? Were you looking at it from that business perspective or really just as something to do that was pretty cool and we had, again, the, the infrastructure to, to push the message out? Yeah, I think we were doing a little bit of both. I mm. Initially, when we first started podcasting, we were both nervous, my buddy um, co-host Jerry and I, until we met um, Her, Her, um, Herman Cain actually at mm. an event in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he was on the radio at the time, and, and, and I actually got to fill in for him a few times on the radio in Atlanta when I lived here previously. And we were nervous about it. And he gave us some piece a piece of advice, and the same advice that I give to a lot of our clients is relative to making sure that you're talking to one, feel like you're talking to one person. Like whatever the concept is, the mm-hmm. idea that you're trying to get across, feel like, make it like you're talking to that one person out there. And then when you start to do that, man, the 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 walls of who you are truly kind of come down relative to being being more vulnerable. Because if you and I were at a coffee shop having a conversation, I'm not thinking about anybody else around me. I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about you and I. Yeah. And that's the level of intimacy that podcasting and the audio aspect of things have with a person. And so for me, when he said that, it just resonated with me. We took, we took that mindset and we sort of parlayed it into speaking engagements, into okay. um, you know, blogs and all these other things. But that first piece of it, like it, it, it settled us. And we were like, dude, we're just talking to people out there like us. And it just started resonating with people. And I think that's one piece of advice early on, if we can give to the audience, is to just understand a little bit more about who you are and who you want to focus in on mm-hmm. and then settle yourself and then let the content kind of speak for itself. I, I like that statement there of settling yourself, right? Again, um, let, let, let me ask you this as well. Laura Williams, I see you in the building. Appreciate you for joining my friend as hey, well. Laura. Um, the podcasting piece. Yeah. Did you, were you comfortable early on, on the microphone? Were you comfortable early on articulating your message? Cause again, with it just being audio, it's, it's a little more challenging to emote and show emotion, right? You, you see, I talk with my hands out a lot, I, a lot of times. Yeah, I know well, you're standing right now. Listen, we move and we show kind of that energy and things of that as, as we're talking, it's a little more challenging to inflect and do all of that with, with just voice and, and bring about that emotion. Were you taught that or did you learn that? How, how did you get your story across to where the recipient would feel as excited about the content matter as you were about it? Yeah, studied, man. I, I studied a lot of DJs. Um, okay. I studied a lot of, you know, I mean, you and I, we grew up in the Phil Donahue you know, era. Old school. Now you see, um, now, why you got to date us like that? I'm God, sorry, I, man. I'm man. sorry. <laughs> Dead ego. Man. We grew up in that era of, yeah. you know, the Walter Conkrites, uh, you know, the, those guys of when, the world. When TV went off at midnight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> TV went off at midnight, right? But but even at that point in time, I think those individuals and how they interviewed people, how they mm-hmm. connected with people, um, how they used their voice, even though it was on TV, even though how they use all of their mannerisms um, and voice inflection and all those different things, you know, I had to learn some of that stuff because 
like you said, you know, I'm being from New York, I, I speak a lot with my hands. Yeah. But with the audio side of it, you, you have to learn how to, um, you know, inflect, how to, you know, how, how to show joy, you know, when you're actually speaking to somebody. How can you actually tell us, you know, a, a somber story? What is that? What does that sound like? And so learning all of that and, and kind of being a student of the audio game and listening to more podcasters, listening to audiobooks, listening to people on the radio helped me kind of develop the craft. And I firmly believe this too. And Sharon, Cheryl say this too. She's like, she's I'm super passionate about podcasting when I am. I, I firmly believe it's a craft. And yeah. I think someone who is is trying to go after this, they actually have to treat it in that in that manner. And then that way you will actually have a better product if you learn a little bit more about the craft and how that will impact you and your podcast as well. Man. Listen, folks, if you don't have a pen and paper right now, I'm, I'm going to pause for a minute because because Worthy is over pause here. Pause pause. You know, he, he over yeah. here telling it like a T.I. is. Because <laughs> really, that context, and I appreciate you going into, into that, in, into that uh, dialogue there, that really sets you up really as the subject matter expert. That sets you up as the trusted advisor. That makes it sense for folks to reach out to Podcasters Live and utilize you as that primary coach of how to do this the right way. Right. Mm. Again, podcasting has been around for a long period of time. It was cool back in the day. Then it kind of fell off for whatever reason. Yeah. A lot of us yeah. were doing and And now, you know, what's old is new again. Folks are getting back into it because the, the value of the message, the value of the spoken word just makes sense and resonates, especially for folks that are looking at sharing content, sharing stories as a business. Yeah, we can Correct. all do this. We can 100%. all do this as a side hustle, as a, as as just something fun to do as a hobby. But when you're really trying to move decisions, when you're really trying to uh, change thought patterns and things of that nature, you, you got to know how to work the infrastructure as well, and you have to know mm -hmm. how to articulate the message to actually move folks into action. So there, there's my come on now. I'm, I'm plugging podcasters uh, Dude, live here. Listen to me, man. So. And yeah, I'm telling tell you. We and, and we, we here's the thing too that I've learned to understand with the idea of our podcasting. Part of my bent, of course, has always been about leadership. And so when I think about the idea of retail leadership with Steve Worthy, one of our podcasts that we have, you'll see on the on the board behind me, is that everything that we do, I can I can see Susie. Who I'm talking to when I talk about the law of connection and Susie is struggling with connecting with her team because she is the youngest district manager and everybody that she leads is twice her age. And she's struggling on how to figure out that process. I, I, I am literally speaking to Jim, Jim, who is having a having an issue communicating to his team because he's coming across like a bull in the china shop. Mm. He has all the skills, he has all the skills in the world. But he doesn't really know how to how to slow himself down because he can see things before they happen. So when I'm um, doing my retail leadership podcast, I am literally speaking to those individuals because I know those people because I have been those people. Right. Um, you know, and the same thing when it comes to to podcasting. When we start talking about imposter syndrome, we, we little 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 uh, little turn of phrase there. Yeah, I've I've dealt I've dealt with that as well, and so. We, we all the things that I talk about, I have dealt with, and I know people who have dealt with them. And we've helped them kind of go through that stuff as well. So the idea and the medium of podcasting mm. is something that's almost therapeutic in a sense, one for me, and I think for a lot of other people that are out there as well. Define that impost, in, in podcaster syndrome. 
Yeah, find that po- for me. That, that that's a that's a mouthful as well. I, I I assume what I know, but again, I don't want to assume. Talk to us about that. Yeah, in, in podcaster syndrome, it is that it is that feeling that it doesn't matter what you do from a podcasting standpoint. To some degree, you feel that it's just not good enough. You feel mm. that your voice isn't good enough. You feel that your content isn't good enough. You feel that no one's out there listening because. Whatever it is that you're trying to say, oh my gosh, should I have should I have I'll phrase it this way? Well, maybe if I if I if I branch out and my and my message is more big is bigger and I don't niche down, then people will listen. It is that feeling almost of inferiority that a lot of podcasters they 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 either from the very beginning when they before they even start or even at, even some seasoned podcasters have actually started to feel this way, which which leads into pod fade. That that mm-hmm. that concept of where people will fall off the mark from actually producing content, whether it's from uh, mismanaged expectations or it's the idea that no one no one's out there listening to them anymore and they become irrelevant. And so we try to help them focus in on the 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 the, the disbelief side of that, understanding the lie that that's what you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. That okay. may, may not necessarily be true, but the lie side of it, you starting to believe it. So we help them go through this framework to help them come out on the other side of that. I love that. So let, let's bring value to the audience right now who's, who's logged in. And we are, going, we are live on, on LinkedIn as well. I typically don't go on, on LinkedIn, but uh, I, I figured Mr. Worthy is here. So let, let's go and bring in the business side too. Uh, let's let's yeah. bring value. And, and, and if you had one or two key takeaways or key steps to help folks with that in podcaster syndrome to help, avoid, alleviate, minimize pod fade as well. What what would what would someone mm. pay Steve Worthy, Worthy Retail You, Podcasters Live for the not for the entire stuff, not for the the entire course, but you know, give me just a little bit, like you know, like, like a crack dealer or something. Just just give them a little bit. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> you, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get that statement at another podcast. You get that from me, but you wouldn't get that. Just just give them a little some something, right? Just, a just, little just, sample. Just give them a dime a bag or something. Oh, right, listen, okay, hold on. Just Here. just give them a little something. Oh, oh, concrete steps, best practices to again alleviate that in podcaster syndrome. And and pod fade, yeah. So I'll put it to you in this context, and this is how we we coach. is It's almost it's very simple, it's, and it's in a gap analysis in that in that context of what we focus in on is your current state. Where are you currently at in your life in your podcast? Whether it's leadership or or as a podcast or as a podcaster, the premise is the same. It's understanding where you are, where are your values, what do you stand for? And then once we have a better understanding of that and you have a better understanding of that, then we can truly focus in on your your ideal state, where it is that you actually want to go. Because you can't, you don't know where you want to go until you understand where you currently are. The tendency is that everybody wants to go somewhere, but they don't know where they where where they are. And so we help focus on that. And that's that's that settling, right? We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. That's that settling of yourself first. Once you can settle a little bit of yourself, now you can actually see a little more clearly where it is that you need to go. The hardest part is that gap analysis or is that is that gap of understanding your current state to your to your ideal state. That's where we focus in on your leadership skills, your communication. With from a podcasting standpoint, it's it's focusing on your on your on your content pillars, focusing in on your voice, 
not just your physical voice, but your actual voice, what it is that you actually want to sound like and say to your audience and how we can actually help you make sure that your voice is yourself and that you're, you don't sound like James Hicks Man, or you that. don't sound like Sherry yeah. Jones, right? So the concepts and ideas that we focus in on is very simple, understanding where you currently are, where it is that you want to go, and then we help you focus in on that gap analysis because that's where the real work is. And having that insight, I, I just have to imagine that the two decades in retail leadership, <laughs> did, right? I mean, that, that's got to be on, a man. huge, uh, you know, just positive asset, positive benefit to you now transitioning into this content creation world where, again, you were out there leading uh, Fortune 500 companies, things of that nature, and having those conversations at the Targets, at the Walmarts, at the whomever, things of that nature, and talking about customer relations, customer expectations, things like that, talking about voice, talking about mm. messaging and things of that nature. Mm. Now bringing that down into an individual's... See, man, listen, we're going to start preaching here, right? But but I, I could just on, see man. where now it really makes sense. <clears throat> and I hope the audience is seeing, you know, again where this, this dynamic of retail leadership versus podcasting versus content creation, and now where it's intersecting, that two decades of experience is coming in and, again, setting you up as that thought leader, as that subject matter expert, oh, as that person you need to reach out to. Man, put me on the payroll. A hundred percent, man. They, I'm trying to payroll. say you right there. I'm, where it go? Where is it? Wait, there you go. There you go. I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew it was coming. I, I, I knew there was going to be some sound triggers coming. I, I knew it, boy. Man, messing around with them, with them buttons. All right, but Yeah. I, two, you're, two decades of transferable skills, man. Learn what you learn and hone it and, and share it. Don't be selfish and just keep that in your back pocket. Definitely take advantage of that and find these new opportunities in life, which is yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, you got to, right? I, yeah. I say this, and we were talking about this off stage, right? And where I firmly believe, and I'll say this, and I, I won't even blink when I say it, and I firmly believe that retail leaders are the best leaders of the world. Hmm. If we're, If we're working on the premise and the definition that leadership is influence, the idea that once again, you have to you have to influence somebody's perspective and decision and move them from where they are to where they need to be. The other aspect of why I say that um, retail leaders are, are the best leaders of the world, because I think sometimes we get the idea of leadership the wrong way. We feel that we're just we're, as a leader, you are leading people understandably. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand the first part of that. Is that people are people are allowing you to lead them? It, okay. People don't get that piece of it. People are allowing you to lead them. If you don't trust somebody, you're not going to be led by them. You're going to go begrudgingly, or you're going to do something that's completely different than what they're saying. But if you if they are allowing you to be led, mm. allowing you to lead them, that's a completely different perspective, and that's a completely different level of, of responsibility and relationship that you have. I have been in situations where I can stand my leader, can stand them, and I didn't want to be led by them. And guess what I did? I I moved to another company. I did I did whatever. But in those other situations, I said, "Oh, James, man, that dude got something. I'm going to allow him. I'm not. I didn't say that, yeah. but I'm going to allow him to lead me in this direction." And so when you understand that as a leader that people are allowing you to lead them. It takes on a completely different perspective. And so the everyday aspects of a retail leader are far more um, granular than almost any other um, industry. 
relative to the decision making that needs to take place in real time. It is it is disruptive as a as a, um, a district regional uh, uh, vice president manager. I would come into a store. I would completely disrupt this store the, the entire day. Yeah. But guess what? They still had to produce. They still had to operate. They still had to make their dollars. They still yeah. had to make payroll. They still had to make sure that the customers were taken care of. It didn't matter around my disruption. It didn't matter who it was in the building. It didn't matter if, if it snowed outside. We still had to figure things out. And so the ability to learn and adapt on the fly quickly and then, and then galvanize an entire team. Here's the other piece. People fail to realize this. People think when they walk in a retail store, that a retail leader is like they're just they're just managing thousands of dollars. These guys are managing millions of dollars, millions wow. of dollars. Yeah. Sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars, these stores. And then when you hire you go, you know, if you're if you're a group manager, you're managing 2.5 billion, three billion dollars of business. Mm-hmm. Get that. I don't think people understand that aspect. And so they think, oh, my gosh, we're just exchanging, you know, an Apple, you know, an Apple or an iPod or whatever. And like, yeah. No, these people are running businesses, billion dollar businesses, and they're making decisions on a dive and they're galvanizing their entire teams around them. So that way they can actually fulfill the needs of the shareholders, but also for the members and um, and also for the teams as well. So retail leaders, in my perspective. Best leaders one. in the world. Best okay. leaders in the world. I, I tell you what, I, I'm going to ask you a question because I did I did another stream earlier today with uh, with a leader, and I want to ask you a question about this. Kind of kind of goes into some of some statements that you were saying right there. But Equip Institute has brought up an interesting statement: these lessons mm. apply in every in every area of our lives, especially business. Use them constantly and remain calm through all of the disruption. That's that's an excellent uh, point right there. Right, remain calm through yes. all that disruption. Um, Come on, so, man. so I, I had uh, a lady on from uh, the the CEO of Flex HR earlier on. Oh, and I yeah. was telling her my concept of I can't motivate somebody else, mm. and, and and I don't know, you know, if, if I'm a, a unicorn and, and other folks think this, don't think this way or whatever. But talk to me about this, and then we'll get back into the uh, content creation yeah. piece. From a retail leadership perspective, back to the story that you, an example that you just left, right? An Apple leader, someone comes into a mm-hmm. retail environment, they're managing billions of dollars of business. They have to have the team still do their thing. I can't motivate you. You have to have that motivation within yourself from my perspective. I can help lead, guide, direct, and provide uh, foundational direction. But worthy, you got to have the motivation yourself to show up for work every single day. When you do show up, you got to have the motivation in my mind within yourself Mm. to go and do your due diligence, do your job, do whatever it is that you are paid to do, whatever your role Mm. is telling you to do. And you clock in for that particular day. I say clock in, you know, coming from thinking about it from a retail perspective. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, where's the onus? Is the onus on the later to ensure that the employees are motivated or is it the onus solely on the employee to ensure that Mm. when they commit to doing something that they say that they are going to show up for work for worthy retail you that they are actually out there doing their job doing their due diligence and if they aren't fulfilling those requirements and aren't fulfilling those needs when do you cut bait yeah i i i think everything everything rises and falls on leadership. Um, I do feel like even though you may have a team that a person like yourself or a person that is 
they're not motivated. You can have two types of teams. You can have a um, a compliant team, or you can have a committed team. Okay. So what what you're talking about in rel- relative to a person that's coming to work and they're just clocking in and they and they, you just want them to kind of do their job. That's a compliance person. That is a person that's going to give you pretty much the bare minimum. As a leader, I don't want that person on my team. Mm. And I honestly believe it begins with, and we teach this, and we, we, I, I taught this, uh, you know, all my years, it begins with the assessment at the very beginning when you're doing the interview process. People don't realize that. They wait for that bad person to get on their team, and they haven't done the upwork, the upfront work to get the right person on their team. And I, that, I, if you can hear it in my voice, it, it, it pisses me off because I, I, have I hear tried, you getting a little excited. I, well, what man because, getting warm over there? Come on, because now. yeah, man, because I, that was that was the one thing I would I, I would always teach my team. Like, dude, it's, it is about the assessment of the talent. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, Steve, Steve, my team, my team, my team. You know, or they here's the other part too. They would inherit a team, right? I did I did a live stream. It was a really popular live stream. It was like just off the cuff on my in my in my coaching um group. And it was called it was talking about inheriting the team versus picking your team. Okay. And the tendency is that they will run they will inherit a team. So if you're taking over a new market, you didn't get a chance to pick that team. You inherited that team. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing they're your team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if James was the if James was the leader. Day one, they are your team. And if they suck, that's okay. They're your team because at, at the end of the day, you are the leader. Now your job is to go in and assess and figure out and understand if you have that person that is compliant on your team, figure out what it is that may motivate them. If there's okay. something that can motivate them, then you can figure that out. Because here is the here's the key. It is all about Wiffum in retail. And Wiffum is what's in it for me. <laughs> what's in it for me? Go ahead. What's brother. in it for me? Okay. When you can when you can dial in to a person's Wiffum yeah. and 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 hit that pain point, man, they will they will walk miles for you. They will do whatever it is that that, that you ask them to do. Mm. But a lot of times they people don't want to take the time to find out that Wiffum and they just want um they want to be in a positional leadership and say, dude, you're going to do this because I say so. Guess what? You're going to be turned. Your turnover is going to be high. You're going to have a team that's going to be in the compliance mode and they're not committed to you as a leader. And guess what happens? If they're not committed to you as a leader, your days are numbered, buddy. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Bruh, that, just the fact that you mentioned a statement that I, I do repeat a lot of time even even in my industry in the high tech and in, in the enterprise technology field with and what's in it for me because anytime i go out on stage and if i feel that i'm not going to bring value to the audience to oh, who's in the room if they can't internalize it if they can't find a way for them to either put more money in their pocket sell more uh server stores what whatever networking if they can't find a way to internalize and personalize the message again i'm not talking about i can't i'm not motivating them i don't think i'm just finding the 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 value for in the conversation to the audience and if i can find that piece right there and get that aha moment to get that point where tech troublemaker in, in the comments where Roy can actually say, I need to go out and buy these other storage arrays for my particular business. Then yeah. there it is right there. I've done my due diligence and I've done my job of actually connecting with the audience. So I, I love that. I really love that. Roy, we appreciate guess, you being here, man. And guess where, and guess what, everything that we talked about, guess where else that applies? 
It applies to podcasting. It, it applies to content creation. It applies to your show, my show, Roy's show, everybody's show. That whole whiff. I'm like, why would you do a show if you're gonna if you don't care about what's in it for the person that's on the other side of this camera? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, there, it, there's, it, there's, there. Boy, see, okay, we, we. Come on, I'm go ahead, all man. These, I'm, I'm just throwing all go the ahead, notes man. away. No, I, I don't have. I'm gonna good. throw this one comment up, and then we're gonna. I'm just throwing all the notes away because we, we really going into some things right now. I love it right here. Uh, Equip Institute again is coming with some, some heaters right here. A leader mm. can teach you to dribble a ball. Mm. You have to bring the willingness, drive, and the work ethic with you. I share this with the young consultants at the beginning of their journey. Equip Institute, they, they come in with you, this part of your squad. We got some good folks coming know. into the comments. Right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we got some good folks that. coming in I, here dro I dropping some knowledge, that. man. That's I'm going to have to have stuff, you on man. every week. That's I'm Come on, man. Come on, man. man I'm going okay. to bring it every week. <laughs> I ain't, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. So here, here we are, man. It's December. What is it? The 15th of December. Yeah. We're about to shut down 2022. Uh, we've all, again, from the entrepreneurial from the content creation perspective from the uh, business owner perspective we've all done a lot or tried yeah. to do a lot within within this past year not even gonna go back any further now but let, let's just think of all of the activity that yeah. you've done over this particular year and what are some key takeaways that wins that you saw worked within 2022 that you say you know what these processes these skills these attributes of everything that makes up Steve Worthy from a business perspective that you're going to take into the new year. What worked and what didn't work? What what are you yeah. going to drop and leave to decide? Yeah, you you know one of the things we we do um, is that at the beginning of every year we we pick a word, um, mm. and that word is really going to be what um, defines us and yeah. helps us be kind of that north star, if you will. Um, for everything that we do. And this year um, was intentional, attention, intentionality. And I, I, I believe it was a, it was a really good word for me to pick. And there is still going to be some measure of intentionality as I go into 2023. But everything that we tried to do was from an intentional standpoint. And we were able to, and also with the, with the help of yourself and um, some really good people out there, Sherry Jones, I was really able to kind of one, tap into my zone of genius. I think at least understanding that phrase a little bit more. I think the tendency is that we start talking about niching down. It's not so much niching down. It's understanding your zone, your zone of genius. Just because you can do something doesn't mean it necessarily need to. And so once I was able to kind of, I think, move away from certain things. No, 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 no. You you're not gonna just glaze over that right there. You you're not just gonna come up in, in my house and, and and just drop that in the middle of the floor and then walk out. My bad. My bad. I I need that whole thing re restated because I do not want that to, to be overshadowed and overlooked um, by by the audience live and on and on the replay. Tell us again your word for the year. Yeah. Tell us again how you came up with that and why and how you're putting that in action. That man, that's some good stuff, folks. Go ahead and pull over if you're driving right now. Or you shouldn't be driving <laughs> watching YouTube anyway. But, no, but no, Steve, that's, right. that's good, that's man. Right. Let's talk right. about that. Yeah, no, man. I think the word intentional intentionality was was the word. And it was really a, a washing away of all of the unnecessary things that 
Mm -hmm. things that you thought that you can do just because you can do them doesn't mean that you necessarily should. And, and that, that, that idea or phrase, if you will, is like kind of your, your zone of genius. What are the things that you're really, truly good at and that you can zone in on and that you can um, leverage for, for the betterment of not just your own sanity and that settlement. And once again, we're going to go back to that word, the settling of who you are. And I, and I don't mean settling in the, in the context of like, well, I'm just going to, you know, give up and just do this. No, I meant like I am settled in who I am. I am settled in what I want to stand for. I am settled in the direction that I want to go. And once I'm settled in that, and in that, nothing should be able to move me. So understanding that if you're going to be intentional about something, you have to figure out those things that just because you can do them doesn't necessarily mean that you should do them. Wow. That speaks volumes to any field of study, any professional and personal as well. Right. So I hope folks are, are catching what you putting down, man, because again, bringing it into what's, uh, immediate right now, podcasting, content creation, things of that nature, just because you can talk about a specific niche, just because you can talk about a specific topic or subject matter probably doesn't make sense. It might not make sense if that's, unless that's the audience you're trying to reach. I doubt it. Right. Cause, cause, cause more than likely you're, you're telling, you're telling folks to lock in and grow a, a particular audience uh, that, that likes a specialized subset of information as opposed to trying to be the, the catch all, uh, eight o'clock news, right. And with, with all the different subject matter, you, you, you get what I'm saying? You tell, you're trying, you're telling yeah. folks that if it doesn't make sense, I mean, you can't go out there and try to boil the ocean. You can't go out there and try to do every single thing just because you think you can. You can't go buy everything on Amazon just because you got a couple of dollars in your pocket and you know, it'll show up tomorrow. You don't need yeah. that. And you haven't even developed like for you and I, right? We, we, we get, you know, we are recovering gas, you know, recovering, um, recovering, you know, recovering, I'm, 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 right. Gear acquisition syndromes anonymous, yeah. right? But we, you know, a lot Founded of times, right here, members, we are true, very, very much so, man. <laughs> but the, the, we haven't even, you haven't even, so it's relating this to gear, mm. you haven't even figured out your use, use case for your current gear. Wow. And then now you're, you're now you're on to the next. You Same can't thing. You learn how to con- use it or nothing, boy. You don't know nothing, nothing about white balance and, I, boy, okay. No white balance, I, nothing. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm talking bad about it. No. Folks. Okay. Uh-uh. It's just the truth, man. But it's the same thing about your content. Yeah. The same thing about, you know, um, your your content pillars. Like you haven't even um developed a use case and an understanding of what it is that you want to talk about before you're on to the next thing. We call that the shiny object syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. We got a we got a podcast, a worthy leadership uh episode about that. Go check it out. Anyway, but and it's because it, it's cause it's so true. We want to it's the next shiny object concept, you know. Uh, you know, even with podcasting, I, and I'm just going to say this, right, because um, on January 4th, we have um, James Critlin on. Um, mm-hmm. We had him on last year. So James Critlin is like the, he's the person that, you know, all the big Apple, excuse me, all the big podcast uh, companies go to, to get like the, the pulse of the podcast industry. And so okay. I'm very fortunate to actually have him on my show um, and we're going to be talking about the top seven, like his top seven prediction predictions for 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 podcasting in 2023. You know, and my one of my own predictions is that I feel even though it's going to be growing, I think there's still going to be a reduction in podcasting. And what I mean by that is that people are going to start to realize that podcasting is work, and <laughs> um, and they're going to just they're going to initially just get out there and want to do a podcast, and they're going to realize it's work. 
But the other thing is that I really feel that a lot of people are going to fall off is because they're trying to do too much. If you're a YouTuber and you're and you're and you're and your um, your focus is on gear, right, and all the aspects of gear, but then now you're teaching people, you know, how to podcast, I, and, and you don't even have a podcast yourself, but you, but everybody's mm. just because everybody's talking about podcasting, but your your channel is focused on gear. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I, I get it. I, I get it. It's hot and everybody wants to talk about it. But for me, if I'm true to the true to what I'm what I'm called to do, then that's what I'm going to be called to do. I don't want to I don't want to get on stuff just because it's hot and it's and it's there for a second. You don't I want that divided other, house, huh? OK, yeah, that's number. Two. If I can go back to like the question that you asked me, that's probably number two is that. I want our stuff to be super unique, but it's still going to be relevant. It's still going to be impactful for for our audience. Like we're going to be talking about gear, right? Because it's, it's a podcast station for podcasters live, right? But we're 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 going to be talking about it in a, in a completely different fashion than what you see out there. And so I think that's the other thing that we've been learning this year is how to really create our own voice. Okay. around podcasters live we did that with our with our actual audio podcast our audio podcast is completely different um our podcasters live audio podcast is completely different than our retail leadership podcast our podcasters live podcast is a it's a it's a narrative podcast and it's something completely different than and i won't say anything out there but speaking about podcasting it's a completely different perspective so okay. that's yeah. the other All right. piece. I'm, I, I subscribed to both of them and didn't realize, and I, I should have known, but again, that, that that was a conscious exercise on, on your piece to make the delivery of Worthy Retail You versus Podcast is Live different in terms of reception. Because it's, yeah, right. Okay, 100%. two different audiences. So yeah, the way that you deliver it is, is uh, different. Okay. So knowing, knowing now that that's a conscious activity makes makes a lot of sense for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're super intentional about how we want to deliver our message and mm. how it resonates with people. You know, so th- that's probably that that's probably number two. And I, I don't know. Number three is is um is 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 more along the lines of um kind of like um, back office preparation. I don't. Mm. You know, Sharon and I were going back and forth about this idea. Maybe you can. Maybe I want to get your perspective on this too, because we were we were struggling with this the concept of working in your business and on your business, right? Because you hear that a lot, and we even looked it up. We even looked it up, right? Um, But I wanted to get your perspective on that too. Maybe here I am. You know, I can't help it. I got to ask you a question, but. I think you know that's one of the things that we're trying. We're still trying to get after, figure out is like, am, am I working in my business or on my business? And so I'm going to ask that question to you. What are you, what are your thoughts around yeah. those two different concepts? I understand the delineation, and I, but I also understand that there's value in both. I 100%. understand that there can be challenge for the owner, founder, CEO, whatever title you put on yourself if you're detrimental to the business at hand and if you're if you are slowing down the the mission statement of the company by being so hands-on with the tactical Mm. stuff and not Mm. being focused on the strategic stuff that's where you need to 
reassess and realign your involvement, right? So, so if I'm slowing down momentum for the company because I feel that I have to be a part of every single decision, and then there, there's a challenge, there's an issue. That actually means that I don't have the already the, the foundation. I don't have the uh, standard operating procedures. I don't have the employee manual. I don't have what, whatever already laid out, right? So that means I need to step back and actually go out and write those pieces of context such that the business can be more solid. If I feel that I have to be on every single live stream, if I feel that I have to be in every single podcast or, or audio creation, whatever the case may be, that could also be a detriment and slow down, slow down the machine. I don't want to slow down the machine. I want to keep the machine mm-hmm. moving as, as, as seamlessly as possible. And that really is, is my idea of the goal of the leader. So if long answer short, if I'm slowing down the process by being part too much in, in either one of those mm. baskets, then I need to step out and refine the back of the house stuff, refine the yeah. administrator piece for, um, first. But I, I just, again, I, I see value in being part of both of those wheelhouses, mm-hmm. regardless of the size of the organization, right? Again, correct. I, correct. I mean, if you're a thousand dollar a year company or a $20 billion a year company, there's, there's value in knowing what's going on behind, behind the scenes as well. But it just the amount of involvement, if you are more detrimental to the growth of the business and the mission of the <laughs> business, that's when you have to reevaluate. Yeah. I'm la- I'm laughing because um I uh I got my undergrad uh in the county yeah. and um I I lasted probably about 30 no I don't see 30 no it was probably about 5 months in the county yeah. and uh, I hated it I couldn't stand it but here's the thing that I I loved what I learned about it was exactly what you're talking about it's like how money works and actually how the business how businesses work and so that that has actually helped me fundamentally, you know, more so than I think, uh, uh, you know, not just my over, over, overall career, mm-hmm. but the understanding the importance of working like in your business and getting those little, those tactical pieces kind of set up. And I think that's where, that's kind of where I'm going with that third one is, is that tactical side of it. Because I think if you don't have those things in place, those fundamentals, you know, in place, then you, you really can't scale. You really can't grow. Exactly. Um, exactly. You're going to, you're going to have to kind of go back and actually redo those things first. And then, then you're, and then, and then the kind of, and then, and then the growth comes. So why don't you just go ahead and start doing those things? So that's what we're, we're focused in on is, 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 is how, how can I, you know, uh, establish more of the tactical, you know, interior SOP side of our business. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then now, so when, so in 2023 comes, you know, and we we go after our word for 2023, then, you know, I don't have to worry about some of those pieces. I love that. And so I'll even add on to that is don't get wrapped around the axle on those tactical pieces, right? Iterate sure. fast. Yeah. Uh, there are a ton of tools out there to do um, SaaS-based op- operations, to do the CRMs, to do uh, document repositories, just to do all of that stuff. Don't get wrapped around trying to test every single one of them out. And, and listen, I'm pointing one finger at you, three fingers back at me as well, right? Yeah. Don't go out there and try Asana and Trello and ClickUp and oh, no. Notion. Right, you know, right. Don't get wrapped into that piece. Find a tool that works, if, if that's what we're talking about. Find tools and processes and, and things of that, that that work. Learn it. And move on, as opposed to, again, wrapping yourself around an axle <clears throat> and and feeling that you have to 
know every single thing that's coming out because especially in, in this world of IT, that there, there's something coming out every single week. Oh, right? and, and you can and you can be just be stuck in in neutral and not go anywhere and miss an opportunity even before you even raise your head because you're still trying to figure out. Well, you know, I can get click up for twelve dollars a month, <laughs> but I, I can I can get I can get Notion for nine ninety nine. Uh, this right, right. If you, if you yeah, wrap yourself around yeah. that, and it's kind of like oh, yeah. you know, what Equip Institute was saying, you know, make it plain. Just, just be plain. Get, get, get out of your own way. I say that a lot of times as well. But, but don't get wrapped around that piece. No. Continue to just keep your head above water and be strategic. But you know, get that tactical uh, stuff lined up as well. So, yeah, hundred percent. All right, man. Listen, you you came here with some things. You 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 learned in twenty twenty two. You got, yeah, you got, you got some good insight. You're going to take some of that stuff with you in 2023, but let's get into just tell, tell me one specific thing that you are going to launch. So again, December 15th right now, what, what, when the clock strikes midnight, 2023, are you going to be underneath the ball in New York? I, I don't know what you're going to be doing, but you know, <laughs> but when the first day of business kicks in in 2023, what can people expect from Ask Steve Worthy, Podcasters Live, Worthy yeah. Retail, you, that they haven't seen yet, right? That, that we've seen some, mm. some amazing stuff already, but oh, come on, drop some news. Let's go NDA. Let's go with a non-disclosure. Tell the folks what they can expect. <laughs> what, 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 what kind of hotness you dropping? You know what? Um, come on now. So I'll start with, I'm glad you said what you how you presented it. Um, what's, the th- what's the stuff that people haven't seen, you know, with... Um, with Worthy Retail You or Podcasters Live. And so I'll start with our word. Our word for for um for for 2023 is greater. Um it's it's greater. And you know, and what that means for us is everything that we put our hands to um has a purpose. Um but it's it's gonna be, you know, um uh, filled with being um helping other people be great, helping other people kind of reach their milestones. Everything that we put our hands to is going to be greater. It is going to have a sense of um, um, empowerment. It is going to have a sense of power. It is going to have a sense of purpose. Um, And there's still a matter of intentionality to that. So all the little things that we have done, whether it's our live streaming, our interviews, our content, all of that stuff, greater greater in the in the volume that we're going to be putting out content we've we uh, just i just found an amazing um uh video guy uh over <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me but he's over in nepal um and he's okay. amazing and he's amazing young guy he's hungry um he's gonna get after it for me and so uh, we're trying to just be greater in all aspects of our business. And with that will come, of course, the financial, the financial greaterness, the monetizations, all mm. of those pieces, right? So if we focus in on that, I think ideally, and I know more so than anything, all those other pieces will fall into, will fall into place relative to something that's that from a greater standpoint, um, we will be, um, you know, launching our book, um, how to beat in podcaster syndrome seven uh, um, proven proven strategies to help you overcome um, uh, in podcaster syndrome and podcast your way to success. We will be launching that um, first quarter 
um, of 2000, 2023. So I'm excited about that. Um, within the next couple of weeks, you'll probably hear more about us having and trying to get beta readers um, for the book. Uh, so that way we can actually get more people reading the book, um, providing um, you know uh, Amazon reviews and all of that stuff for us. We're just doing some rewrites. But that's been that's been something that I had to put on the back burner because, as you know, I did a massive transition and move and um, life-changing things, you know, from, you know, from Atlanta to, to, I mean, excuse me, from Maryland to down here. And now it's just a matter of going after things that are greater. So the book is going to be massive. And then we're focusing in on, from a retail leadership standpoint, we are, uh, we have a new concept um, and we'll be talking more about this too. Um, It's called Make a Move. And Mm -hmm. the idea is to help retail leaders understand when it's time for them to make a move on, to make a move up within an organization, a move on or a move out of that organization. Because we want to provide a very safe space for for retail leaders so that way they can actually kind of let their hair down so we can help them become the best leaders that they possibly can. Because within retail, the world, it seems like it's so big, but it's very small. And they need a safe space to talk about where they currently are within their journey. And the goal is to help them, once again, decide whether they need to make a move up on or out. I've done all three. Um, and so I have the experience to be able to talk them through that process and also help them kind of find their own ways as well. So those are two major pieces that we're we're excited about. You know, the podcast is live. We're launching our, our second season, you know, coming up from a live stream standpoint, you're going to be part of kind of the reunion show that's going to be taking place in January. And we're, we're going after a different level of audience, excuse me, level of audience, hmm. we're going to be focused on global, um, okay. you know, from a podcaster's live standpoint, we are not just going to be here in the States. We are, we are um, having a global bent to podcasters live. Um, we're very big in the Philippines and the UK, which is crazy, which is funny. <laughs> um, so we are going to be leveraging, leveraging that we're going to be trying to go move into Africa, um, move over to Australia. So we are really thinking global in every aspect of our content um, and what we do. So I guess those are three big things that we got going on. Uh, for, what for I love about that is that you just spoke it all into existence. Right. I, I know you've yeah. already written it down, but, you know, when you speak it into existence, it, it, it carries just a little bit extra weight for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. There was one thing that you mentioned and that is we can't do. You're talking about letting your hair down. Two bald brothers here <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> and, and you're talking about letting hair down. Letting the hair down, man. I just, yeah. There's not much that we can do as it relates to that piece, but. Uh, there isn't. There isn't. One final question. And this is the most important question of the night. Mm. Mm. Who you got? Who you got? France or Argentina? Oh, good question. Good now, question. That is on, a brother. good question. <laughs> that is I a good question. I know you are a footballer. So I who, am. Who, who you I with? am. I am. Oh man. Oh, come on now. My, come my, on. My, my. Who you with? My 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 head. My yeah. head. No, excuse me. My heart is saying France, mm. but my head is saying Argentina. Um. I'm saying Argentina in the context is that they want to win it for Messi. They yeah. are going to they are going to try whatever whatever they possibly can to get that World Cup for Messi because he, it's going to be a wrap for him after this because he's older, which 31 or 32 years old in football terms is old, uh, which is crazy. 
but they're going to try whatever they possibly can to to win it. I love how France plays. Um, they're always on the front foot. Um, they're, they're 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 very skilled. They're tactical. But Argentina is 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 shifty. They're they're feisty. Um, they they're they they don't they don't allow you any time in the ball. And they're going to get after France, and they're going to do whatever they can to win that game for Argentina. So I, my heart is saying France, but my head is saying Argentina. So I'm going to go All with my right. head, man. There it is, man. <laughs> I'm, we, I'm bringing you on Team No Sleep after the uh, the final to, to have that discussion because you, I could tell you had a little passion and, and just your explanation right there. The man knows his football. Folks, that's yeah. Steve Worthy right there. If, if you don't know, hopefully now, now you know. Go out and Google this man. Check him out on LinkedIn. He's everywhere. I will put links to his three main websites, AskSteveWorthy.com, Podcasters Live, and Worthy Retail U in the description so you have that context. But uh, listen, man, you're, you're doing it, right? Thanks, man. And Appreciate you, man. the fact that, again, I've, I've seen some, some of the, the elevation, some of the growth, some of just the trajectory. I've seen the journey. And mm-hmm. you, you've always stayed locked in on what, what matters to you, right? You, you haven't deviated, right? You, you, you've always said, I'm going to do these two things. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk to retail leaders and I'm going to talk about podcasting and all the other shiny things that come and, and hit us in the face. You, you know, you, you give them the Heisman right now. Uh, that's, that's not <laughs> what we do. We're going to stay locked in right here. So kudos to you for that. want to give you those flowers, man. I wish you nothing but success in the coming year. And if I don't talk to you before then, man, have a uh, have a great, great holiday, brother. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate always, man, coming on your show and just, you know, um, us being on different shows together, too, which yeah. is that which is always fun, man. Just um, appreciate you as a peer, as, as a friend, you know, um, your your perspective on on leadership and this whole live streaming game and just business in general. So. Love the fact that I can text you and, um, you know, you know, even though you're already, already on, all, all the way on the left coast, which is crazy because I don't deal with, I typically don't deal with people on the left coast, but, you know what I'm saying, you're okay. My, my family from Virginia. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Counts. Okay. I, I all right. That, all right. Is what helps, That's right? what it you is. Know, I, I That's still the East got, Coast. I'm, I'm country still, right? You know, I, <laughs> that's right. the east coast in you that's the east coast in you that's i get it, it. i get it <laughs> I all right folks you, listen i appreciate you man if you guys found value in this please let us know please share it if you did not find value let me know so i can continue to evolve and continue to get better and continue to serve the community that being said y'all be good take care of yourself we out Peace.